Welcome back to another amazing episode of Black Fly on the Wall. I got Sir. some amazing people here with me again, of, as always. Nelly, introduce yourself to the folks. Hello, everybody. I am Chanel, better known as Nelly P. I am from the Queen City, Charlotte, North Carolina, and I'm all about motivating and inspiring the masses. Good people, what's popping? What's yeah. popping? <laughs> Wednesday, right there. Wednesday. Sam, introduce yourself. Y'all already know, man. It's your boy Sam. At Master and the Man, co-host Black Fly on the Wall. Happy Absolutely. to be here. Absolutely. And Lee, my boy Lee, to my left, introduce yourself. Tim Webb, Columbia, South Carolina. Go by Lee. Um, real estate developer, entrepreneur, CEO, morning and nine to five. Dope, dope, dope. So we, we got we got a pretty we got a pretty good topic today, man. Wait, wait till the deep breath. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> I'm how, ready. I'm ready. This this one we talked about all, 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 all a little bit. Yes. So, yeah. how, how to identify emotional triggers? Mm. Right. Triggers are something that we have that we carry around with us. Mm. It's things that are part are part of us. You know, it's a part of our DNA makeup. It's a part of our traumas, as past experiences. It's a part of our personality. But I think it's all about how you hand manage those triggers, right? Mm-hmm. Triggers is all about management. Um, triggers don't always have to be reactionary. They, sometimes you have triggers related to anxiety, triggers related to trauma, triggers related to anger, so many different types of triggers. But it's all about how us as individuals first acknowledge and then manage the mm-hmm. triggers, right? You acknowledge these things, so you come to a point of of reference and you come to a point of reference and you say, okay, I know I have this particular thing about myself that triggers me. And whenever I experience this, this is, a, this is what I am at to manage that. Um, so my first question is, uh, what triggers you? <laughs> Nelly, let's start with you. Um, what triggers Nelly P? In a whole, when I had to look, cause I thought about that question a lot. Like what gets me going? Like what triggers me for real? Anything that feels like abandonment, anything that feels like somebody has the option to leave, heavy trigger. Um, And it just resorts back to in college, I lost at the time the person that I was with was killed. So in my mind, it resonated as he left me. He abandoned me. Right. But in in reality, he had no control over that. Mm -hmm. But my grown woman self and touching into my soft life self. Your soft life. I've learned that those are the things, those two main things, they trigger me heavy. Mm-hmm. Whether it's my friendships, my relationship, you know, it's it's a thing. Any action that can align to me even thinking that you're thinking about leaving, anything that I have to do with you, automatic. My anxiety is... It's, no. That, that that's that's I mean that's that's deep, you know, because like you experience like that's a post traumatic experience, you know what I mean? And I think that's not nothing light. You know right. what I mean? You know, things that's some things is out of your control and then you know, sometimes we, we hold ourselves accountable for things that we have no idea that we have no business being accountable mm-hmm. for, you know. And I think us as humans have to it's all about the empathy and the kindness that we show ourselves whenever it comes down to managing and experiencing, you know, those triggers. And I think even for myself, I think I asked my fiance the other night when we were talking about it, like, you know, what is my trigger? What's something that triggers me? And I think mine was whenever people say something like, oh, or um, like, you know, you're just like your mom. Like that was something that triggered me. 
because my mom is an amazing woman, right? And she raised me by herself, me and my siblings by herself. So I always gave her like this deep reverence Mm. of respect Mm. and somebody that I will model after and somebody who has. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply resilience and perseverance perseverance and never quitting and sacrifice i mean the, the true definition of sacrifice and so whenever i'm like yo so i used to always be like man you know what my mom did for me man like that would almost that would really set me off and so going through therapy in the past just really allowed me to accept the emotion that i feel in those moments and decide what am i going to do after yes you know yes. what i mean because triggers are something that you can't control you know what i mean it comes on but the only thing you can control is how you react whenever you experience the emotion. That's right. Whether you need to take a deep breath, whether you need to take a walk outside, whether you need to step away from the situation. But I think emotional triggers is always something that we have to manage. Lee, what would you say that something, what is something that triggers you? Um, I would say something similar, man. Um, along the line of, you know, you just like your dad, mm-hmm. you know, and I come from a, um, I don't like using the word broken household because I don't think I grew up in a broken household, but um, a complicated mm-hmm. household, mm-hmm. you know, and um, to have two parents that weren't on the same page, um, you kind of get thrown in that category when things don't, when you act a certain certain way that somebody, yeah, not, just like yeah, dad, you yeah. know, yeah. Um, so I think that's that's a that's a trigger for me. I think most importantly too is um, if I if I like I said I bet on myself and I know I have a vision on something and, and somebody goes against the grain or tries to push me into the, you know, what they see against the grain of what I'm pretty much set on, too. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a trigger of, of mm-hmm. not believing in, you not know, believing my, in my, you. my vision. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. yeah. That's, that's key. And Sam, what would you say? Man, I think I think when people are watching this, they're going to watch me. And my brain has been going ever since you started talking. <laughs> um, I think I, I think I struggle with that uh, the abandonment, too. You know, yeah. I think. And you've spoken for, on that before. For, yeah. And. I, you know, we've had conversations about, you know, our fathers and stuff like that yeah. and just growing up. And I think what was unique about what you said is yours is a situation that they didn't have control. Mine was a situation where they did. Okay. So now I think of every time somebody has control of the opportunity, mm. maybe they're going to leave. You know, and yes. I'm thinking back to relationships where I probably put my worst self out there just to see if you're going to stick around. I'm, I'm going to show you the worst part of me. And if you're going to leave, go ahead and leave now because everybody leaves. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think, yeah, almost self-sabotaging, you know? And it's like now, because of, like you said, therapy and just, you know, maturing is, is I can go and I can take a breath and I can go and I can say, all right, like, this is, this is what you're doing. As, as a person, I'm self-sabotaging and I shouldn't do that. Yeah. And it's crazy because like now, so I said, everybody gonna see my brain working. Ever since we started talking, yeah, I mm-hmm. think that's something that really triggers me now. And another thing is when I can see myself in a situation, I I, I like I'm an empath, so like I watch the, the news media and even like you know George Floyd yeah. and Amari Aubrey, all these people. I run, I run outside. So when he got killed running, 
I'm like, damn, that could have been me. And it's almost like I did get killed, you know, because mm-hmm. I can feel it. Yeah. And it's like now those things are triggering. I can't even watch them no more. So like a lot of movies and stuff, like if people are like the thing about the Till movie, they said nobody's going to be hurting a new Till movie. I can go watch it because I, otherwise I wasn't going to because I don't want to see something happen to somebody that I can Same see myself, like you, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So those are like big triggers for me now because it's, it's, we see it even more now than ever before. It's all in our face. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And I think too, it's like, we all go we all go through these triggers and I think it's it's a healing process to even admit that you have them. Yes. Right? right? Because it comes from a place of humility. It comes from a place of vulnerability. You know what I mean? Like people look at us and they look at the things that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's real estate, whether it's your content creation, whether it's podcasting, whether it's Sam and the videography stuff and mastering the man. People look at us like, oh, no, they got it going on. But they don't, they don't really, sometimes it's hard to attach yourself to the humanistic points and characteristics of a person right. whenever you only interact with them online. Right. Yeah. And so I think, too, it's like, you know, how would you say you cope with the emotional triggers that you experienced in the past? Well, first it was even recognizing that, I, that that's what it was, mm-hmm. you know. But once I realized, I got into therapy in my 30s. So you feel like your therapist assisted you in realizing that you have triggers? Yeah. And I feel, yes, she put a name on the things that I felt that I didn't understand why I was feeling them. And also, you know, I was 19, 20 years old. And then something is surfacing in my 30s. It's kind of like, well, that probably ain't it. But mm-hmm. in reality, that is because I was still in college. You know, I didn't necessarily mourn correctly. I didn't do the things that I probably should have did to get past it. But I did what I thought was best for me to get past it. So now when you live in life and you're entering into new relationships or, you know, things like that, now there's a part of you that has to be seen or you're starting to see a different part of yourself because you're operating in a different space that you've never been in, mm-hmm. not at my age, you know? Mm-hmm. So starting to realize things about myself, I'm like, I got to talk to somebody. I'm tripping, you know, right. like, cause then right. I can, I know that I'm tripping right. and I, I couldn't control it. It's just like, it's like a, that when you trigger, you literally are triggered. Mm-hmm. It's something inside, yeah, it's you like, know, it's like an actual physical and the emotional. Yeah. It's you like your body is literally going crazy mm-hmm. when something triggers you. Now, whether you act out in anger, whether you cry, whether you have anxiety attacks, whether it's panic mm-hmm. attacks, whatever it is, it's going to come out, you know, right. and I had to figure out a way I had to put a name on it and what what was going on and why was it happening? And because I wanted to fix it. Mm-hmm. And it's a daily process. It's a daily journey. Like your traumas will trigger you at the randomest times ever and yeah Yeah. you have to make the conscious decision to do whatever it is that you need to do so like with her it was talking talking it out and putting it out there and then from there it was simply something so simple is just me breathing because i'm an aries i'm very uh, Uh i'm attacked (laughs) let's go another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm black or white and I had to learn that that's not what the world is. But in my life, she helped me understand that that gray... I don't like to exist exist in because that's my softness. Mm-hmm. And I just rather be here or rather be there versus be right here and just feel what that feel like. Mm-hmm. And just learning to really sit in my gray and deal with my gray and just breathing. 
Like, girl, you got gray. Breathe right, it. Breathe right. through it. And then white noise. So odd. But at night, I think, me me personally, and I think a lot of people can attest to say, your mind goes haywire at night. When you land in the bed and there's nothing going on and you didn't put the phone down and the TV might be playing, but your mind is doing its own they thing. Don't shut off. Yeah. Right. Um, and uh, your mind is the devil's playground. Mm-hmm. I, I idle, 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 you know, like yeah. just laying in the bed and I'm allowing myself to go down this rabbit hole of unrealistic things that I've thought of and put together in my head yep. and I'm tripping. Now I'm about to be going crazy at night. You know, white noise has came into play and it kills it. It's amazing coping strategy. It you. kills it. I literally have a playlist of white noise on my phone. Right. I lay it next to my pillow. And I if my thoughts are going, the louder my white noise will get. Mm-hmm. On a cool night, I can have it soft. Yeah. And I know that, oh, you good tonight, girl. You yeah. you gonna you're gonna whisper, you're gonna rest in the metal's grass yeah. tonight. One, of, right. you One know? of the good things about identifying your triggers too, it lets you know that you're not tripping. Right. You're triggered. Right. You know what right. I mean? Because a lot of times you're like, man, I'm bugging. Like, right. But, but, I, but you're it's not still tripping, not. You're tripping. Yeah, you're not. You're <laughs> not. But I think the accountability part makes me yeah. feel like you tripping because yeah. now I also know what it is and I know how to fix it. So why am I allowing myself to do this to yeah. me now? Yep. Yeah. No, and, no. and, you know, it's, it's it's all about, same way we talked about, you know, our sponsor for today is Pure Soul mm-hmm. um, Vegan um, so Restaurant. Good. And it's the same conversations that we have about pure soul, right? It's about feeding the soul. And even while we partake in pure soul now, there's food, like finding what your coping strategy is, is just like feeding your soul whenever you're dealing with that sweet potato pie. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. That, <laughs> right. yeah. Well, yeah. Hit the back of that, hit that <laughs> yeah. time, you're like, whoa, I'm right. telling you, it's that first bite, man, I'm telling you. But it's like, you know, finding, finding, out, finding out what the coping strategies work best for you is just like feeding your soul, right? right? It's about Going in the direction that you know is is mostly attainable to get to the goal of calmness, mm. yeah. is getting to the goal of mindfulness, mm. is getting to the goal of I'm okay, I feel safe, yeah. right? And so, and Leo's going to ask you like, what are some things that along your journey of identifying your emotional triggers that you found um, was best for you when it comes down to coping strategies? Oh man, I think um, one of the biggest things is I try to talk through situations, right, or allow somebody to be an ear. Um, to certain things that kind of happened in my life, right? Mm-hmm. And um, whether that be uh, facing adversity or, you know, family issues or things like that, like I try to talk to certain situations and explain like what the uh, situation is and kind of like my, my my workaround for it, mm-hmm. you know? And I think I think if, you, if people don't express that and you keep stuff like that bottled mm-hmm. in, man. They like, can't help. Yeah. They're only going to explode Exactly, exactly. So, um and also too, having tough conversations, man. Like I had to, I had to really learn how to have tough conversations with people, um, and kind of explain to create situational aware, uh, awareness mm-hmm. for people, you know. Um, and I think that kind of positions people to kind of understand you as a person. And I think one of the examples I can think of is is my mother, right? You know, um, we've always been super tight. But, you know, as as the business goes and she gets involved in the business, you know, business and family, mm. you, you start kind of bumping heads. It makes little, the family dynamic yeah, grow. Yeah, yeah, a little She's bit. She's just not a role of your mother. She's a role of the business partner. Exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. So when you when you have those conversations, 
somebody might see it from a different light of what you see it as, and they might look at it as, you know, I have a twin sister. They she look at me like, oh, you the, you just I look at you as a strong twin. I didn't look at you as needing certain mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. emotional support. Mm-hmm. I've always looked at it as like you got it figured out, mm-hmm. you know. And I think having those conversations gives people a different light exactly. of like, yo, I have needs too, right? Yeah, no, and, and 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 sometimes when people I, I call those burdens, yeah. When people put that as like. I'm the I'm the one in my family that has to make the money. Exactly. I'm the one that has to supply my family with financial means. I'm the ones that have to pro- supply my family with emotional and mental health backing and advice. And like you said, looking to be as the strong one, I feel I feel like that that sometimes there's a burden, mm-hmm. and it and it and it and it really dilutes our needs. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? It dilutes that thing like. If I'm Tim, I'm like, yo, I need somebody to talk to. But like, I need to go to somebody in vulnerability. I need to go to somebody for advice. I need to, you know, saying have somebody to have a shoulder to cry on or whatever, and not be seen as it be seen as weakness, but mm-hmm. just be seen as. A really? But that's the that's the I guess the burden that's been placed on our generation, mm-hmm. right? Like in our culture, yeah, because yeah. our parents they work. And they say, all right, our kids are going to go to school. They're going to graduate. And they're going to they're going to be the best. Mm-hmm. And so we t- we've taken that, and like you said, we we put it all on our shoulders. To all right, now I got to make the money. I got to be the strong one. And it, if you don't have that that outlet, I think one of the great things about our relationship, Lot, is when we we've, we've kind of developed that journey of ourselves mm-hmm. around the same time, and. I didn't feel crazy about detaching. I'm a big detacher. Mm-hmm. I'll cut the social media off. I'll go on a fast. I'm a big detacher now, and I wasn't before. And it's not that people made me feel crazy about doing it. It's I didn't know anybody else that, that was, was doing, doing it. it. You know, so now I'm a big detacher. I'll, I'll go. I'll go dark if I need to. Mm-hmm. And that's how I recenter, recert, like recenter myself, and just know. All right, take a breath refocus all right you get not, grounded yeah yeah get grounded because right. the yeah. triggers is going they're not stopping the world's no, not stopping never gonna moving. Stop. yeah so sometimes you just need to you know detach and just recenter yourself and just start over yeah and i think too is like aki too where education meets hydration carolina's own choice of water um i even think about like how triggers can affect your business life mm. you know mm. how you know, you these triggers may be something from your personal life, right? But Across. but then sometimes they can cross over into your business life. Nelly, have you ever experienced how your triggers have had a positive or a negative effect on your business? I think for the most part, thankfully enough, it's not a lot of crossover. Um, when I'm when I'm when I'm triggered. Mm-hmm. Um, and to say, let's just say in business, like let's just say in my nine to five, you know, type thing. Um, as a black woman, one trigger that I do have is smile. Don't tell me to smile. No. <laughs> you know, like well, please, that's, that's a trigger. You know, like yeah. it's, it's yeah. automatic. I'm yeah. and that now that's one thing that I haven't quite contained because I want to like know you react why when people tell you. Oh that? yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Wait, why do you react? It depends who says it, how, you know, it just depends. But I'm going to say something. Okay. What happened that week? What, what, you yeah, because it's just like, it's like the audacity to see me mm. in my in my natural state and form and face that God so beautifully created. Mm-hmm. And you're going to walk up to me and say, smile. Because mm. are you walking up to Sally and telling Sally to smile? No. You're not. 
Because mm-hmm. what what about me is unwelcoming? What about me is making you uncomfortable that you feel like I got to walk around an establishment with a smile on my face? I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I've had, I've, I will go there, you know, because at that point too, I feel like if we don't speak up for ourselves, who is, yeah. right. you know? And so often, you know, me and my mom has had the conversation um, in regards to trying not to be the angry black woman in the workplace, mm-hmm. um, but also... It's a thin line between trying not to be that, but advocating for yourself. Mm, and absolutely. and yeah. how does that teeter title on the other? But just being comfortable with the fact to say, like, if you can have the audacity to say that to me, I very well am in my own right to ask you, why do you feel like you can ask me that? Yeah. Why do you feel like you can state that to me? Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of handling is conversation. And maybe I can enlighten them so they'll know the next time they see a wonderful brown woman, they don't have to say that to her. They could just say, you look beautiful. You mm-hmm. look nice today, you know, because it's just it's unnecessary. And that might make me smile. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. Yeah, like, and because that's what it is. Yeah. It's, it's, a smile is cause and effect. You know, you you see me and you say something. It's like, oh, wow. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And it's and it's a shocker, too, right. when. You, you're at work and somebody just randomly compliments you. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that would make me do what you're asking me to do. So yeah. for real. Yeah. And yeah. I might take that as, as, as a, as a yeah. thing to hold <laughs> with me to say, make yeah. me smile. Yeah. yeah. Right. Make me smile. So, or like compliments, compliments go a long way. Yeah. And it does the trick of what you clearly want me yeah. to do. Yeah. yeah. And I think sometimes too, um, the resting face that we have is not, the fact that we're angry sometimes it's a fact it's a face of being focused yeah which, like being focused it's a face of being pregnant like, that's how I get but focus is that, there people too yeah that, that's how I yeah. get you know that's how I get like when I get really locked in around the house my, my fiance be like you alright you alright I'm like yeah I'm good I'm just focused I'm I'm just, you yeah, focus but you're right. present in whatever you're right. existing in in that moment right. you right. know and that's intimidating that's, to people yeah. yes. like right. especially for, especially a black person. Probably. Yeah, mm-hmm. facts. Right? Because they know that's real. a shift is about to occur. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? They know I mean, something's going to happen in. from that. And they don't want us to shake the table. <laughs> yeah. right. They know something's <laughs> happening <laughs> after that. Yeah, they yeah. know. Like, we get locked facts. in. Leah, would you say, uh, has, has any of your triggers ever affected your business life? I think absolutely, man. Um, you know, I think having to be, um, be head of household and kind of early on become a man um, and be a provider and take care of um, folks and individuals, man. For me, um, you know, I think my number one uh, rule in business is make sure you are, can do business with somebody who is biz- business minded just like you. Mm-hmm. If somebody's not all in, you know, I'm triggered by saying I've already been that person that had to be a provider. Yeah. Why, why am I in a business relationship with somebody where I have to hold 100 percent of the weight too? Right. You know, and I'm and I'm triggered by that because you know <clears throat> I think a lot of people too don't know how to separate business from friendship. Mm-hmm. If we friends or we family, et cetera, like when we put business hats on and we we, we doing business, mm-hmm. we can't we can't let somebody hold yeah. majority of the load because of our relationship. You know? mm-hmm. So I'm I'm I've been triggered by that. So mm-hmm. I think that's just a learning less learning lesson in business where you kind of say, all right, let me let me brush my hands with this on a business relationship and be more careful moving mm-hmm. forward. You know? Uh, like me even even me ain't like well, I'm gonna tell them. I ain't gonna go through. <laughs> so, like, me and Lee did a, a event. Yeah. Social, it's called Social Network, where we have we do a social network events where we bring people who um, that have the same like minded individuals with business and all that. And we bring them together. We created this event 
And we do these when 2023, we're bringing them back and we could be hitting the ground running in different cities. We did one in Charlotte, major success or whatever. But like me and him have been friends since middle school, actually, right. since we was like 10, 11 years old. And um, that's my dog. Like, you know, he's <laughs> like probably one of the people that I, one of my earliest friends in my life. So we like almost 20 years in now. Right. I mean, we just got similar personalities when it comes yeah. to stuff <laughs> and all that. But we also are very like focused and strong minded, too. So like we had some run ins along the way and we had to have our little sit down at the end and like. This is how you made me feel or you handle it mm-hmm. this type of way and you know, right, whatever. Right. But it was at the end of the day, it's all about how we responded to yeah. the adversity that we felt. Like I felt a certain type of way along the journey. He felt a certain type mm-hmm. of way. Mm-hmm. I had to hear him out. He had to hear me out. And then we both was like, damn, we kind of feel in the same, same type, type of way because right. we almost like right. the same person. Right. Yeah, right. And so I think it was healthy. Just that, like, that was a strategy that we deployed amongst ourselves and. We had, a, we had the girlfriends and the fiancés on the call and everybody was able to chime in and kind of like kind of like say like, all right, this is what went left. This is what went right. They had to tell us that we both like the same person. And like, really, we had to look at it from the point of view like, all right, that, this was our coping strategy. This was our way of like sitting down as brothers and saying, all right, I messed up. This this was where this was the accountability. This is where I messed up. And yeah. this is what we and I think the term you hit on, man, is accountability, right? Yeah. You know, for me, for myself and yourself. And I think a lot of people nowadays just don't know how to take accountability. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I can stop and say like I'm wrong or I messed mm-hmm. up. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And it was good that you said I had the, the fiancés on the phone as well, because then it gives them a space to, you know, be who they need to be to you all sure. unapologetically. But for you all to receive it better because not only am is she being to you, but she's being to you as well. Yeah, right, yeah, and it's yeah. easier for you two to be like, all right, well, clearly they can't be wrong. Right. You know? right. They can right. they hear yeah. it. But sometimes yeah. getting there, like you were saying, just having conversation right. and those tough conversations is very important because Absolutely. they gave you all the perspective of insight. Y'all the same people. Right. Y'all saying the same right, right, thing. Right. Like and that's something it, that Listen. y'all wouldn't have came to because as men, I'm getting my point across and I'm getting my mm-hmm. point across right. and we just going to keep doing this. But right. to have the woman come in and it's just like, wait a minute. No, I, I, that, like, I think that was good. Like, that's, that's why I, like when I, when I identify my trigger in, in regards to my mom, it's mm. like, that's why I feel like women are so critical in yeah. the life of men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's because as men, it's, sometimes we have blinders on when it comes down to ways that we can pivot. Look at you. Like when it comes down to like the ways that we can pivot when we face adversity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like women are always balance us out, real make us really back in, like, whoa, you need to look at it from this perspective. Yeah. Or you're wrong. Or what are you doing? And that's a constant, that's a constant thing that I've experienced throughout my life. So I actually right. seek that in a woman. And that's 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 what I found in my fiance. It's like, you know, I appreciate somebody that really like yanks my chain a little bit because it kind of reminds me of the relationship that me and my mom mm-hmm. consistently have to this day. And so yeah. Um, I, I feel like, too, is like we look at our triggers and we look at these things that make us who we are today. But and this is a really good question. If you could er- erase the emotional trigger, would you? If you can go How back in time that? and alter time and alter, mm. alter situations, would you erase it and take away the emotional trigger that you I have would, right now? I would like to say, yeah. But and this that, is fairy tale land. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would like to say yeah, but at the same time, I am who I am because of what happened. Yeah. Like right. for me, my business is my triggers. I, I I promote like men to become who they want to be 
no matter what their circumstances are. That's what I promote into the world. So I've I've turned my triggers into something that can help people. You know, what I mean, I, I'm very transparent about my life and the things that I've gone through. So I like to say yeah, but I wouldn't be me, and I'm mm-hmm. I, I'm afraid to see who I would be right. if, if I didn't know, have yeah, it. If I didn't have it, yeah. Nelly, what about you? I would agree. Um, and sometimes, like we, like we, I think y'all said, like the journey and the destination, and we said, um, just how ugly the journey is, you know, and how heavy it is and how compact because it's tight, but it's a lot in that one little spot. And I feel like if I know for a fact, if I never experienced my main trauma, mm-hmm. I would not be Nelly P. There would be no good people was popping. There would be no phone to friend Thursdays. There would be no Wednesday. No Wednesday. No, it would it would literally right. be nothing because I tapped into a part of me um kind of like survival mode in a sense, but it was really just my relationship with God just blossoming in a way that it never would have because I had no one that understood me, no one that had been there relatable, but me. Yeah, no, you know, I had my parents and my sister mm-hmm. and my friends, you know, but they only can understand so much. So I wouldn't take from the journey at all because like you said, I literally don't know who I would be or what what else it actually could have would have took because mm-hmm. then it's like, well, if it wasn't this, then what else could it have been that possibly could have been worse? And sometimes I don't like the things that have come attached to it, the, my triggers or, mm-hmm. you know, the anxiety that I might feel sometimes. I don't like it. Or the, I, loss, the loss of a person that you love. Right. I right. don't like any of those things. Right. I can honestly say I don't like this and that about myself, but it's a continuing healing process and it's a journey and it's something that I can look back on and say, five months ago, I would have reacted this way, yeah. but I'm growing. It's something that you can reflect on to know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And you've made, growing. It, and you've made it a beautiful thing. Yeah, you know, I think that's one of the great things about it too. But you can take the dark and add some light to it. You're like, all right, nah, this, yeah. this didn't win. You know right. what I mean? I won. Like so. Right. And what about for you? Would you erase it? No, absolutely not. I think to piggyback off of what both of you said, you know, I wouldn't be the man who I am today sitting in this chair if it wasn't for um, my emotional triggers. And I feel like, um, like I said, having to learn to be independent. Um, when you when you have to be a resource for somebody, you want to make sure that you never run out of you right and then also too from a from a from a monetary standpoint like if you got to be a provider and take care of man like I'm, I'm 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 basically like tweaked in my in my mind to like hustle and, and go get yeah. it because i have like i have i have somebody who's going to look to me and say i might i might need something yeah. mm-hmm. right and i think people People don't necessarily always understand your hustle of like why you constantly go and go so hard. But, you know, people don't take the time to say, like, what triggers you or what motivates you or what pushes you to keep doing what you're doing? Like, why are you constantly doing X, Y, Z, always something? And it's like, yo, I've I've had no choice. So now it's created me to be a person that is building your DNA. Your trigger has become your motivation. And almost your identity. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what Sam said was was critical and an amazing segue because um, you can choose what you do with your trigger. Yes. Sometimes people are triggered. They react. They commit homicides. They steal. They commit armed robberies. They do a lot of negative and criminalistic things, whereas like, we choose to transmute our triggers into positive things, right? You created all the things that you created with your content. 
Um, and then some people blossom to grow into being amazing athletes. Yeah. Or um, LeBron talked about it, the absence of his father, never meeting his father, never knowing who his father was and how that really pushed him to be the person that he is now. Right. Um, and then, you know, even with myself going through therapy, going through um, healing the relationship with my father, um, now we have an amazing relationship. Now it's really pushed me to be like the man I am today. You know, I talk about it on previous shows, like me and my father went to therapy together. Mm. And it was one of the best mm. decisions that we made as men, right, in the, of this era was to do that and to make sure that um, both were invested yeah. into the goal that we wanted. Yeah. We wanted an amazing relationship. Well, it's a challenge to do that whenever both parties aren't invested into that journey. And so I think I think coping and applying strategies and other things like that are, are essential to overall growth. Like we hit on therapy, we hit on uh, identification. I think identifying your emotional trigger yeah. is first. Yes. Managing yeah. it is number two. And then coming up with coping strategies along the journey of what you're going to apply whenever you experience these things are also key. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also too, I think it's, it's natural for uh, traumas and, and triggers to affect your business life. But I think it's important for us to maintain um, insight on when these things, we're feeling these things too. Right. And so that we can continue to progress as people. 100%. Continue to progress as healed people. Yep. Um, and continue to tap into our higher selves and continue to grow and to continue to blossom. Amazing episode. Emotional triggers. Emotional Absolutely. triggers. How do you identify yeah. them bad good boys, pies. man? <laughs> yeah, that's good why, that's why I, I wouldn't even. I said, yeah, I, I'm going to wait. That joint almost made my eyes water yeah, when I take it. I see you. I see you take that joint. Shout out to Pure Soul for the amazing For sure. Things as we continue to grow, we continue to feed our souls with amazing content, amazing conversations, and amazing food. So. Enjoy that sweet, that sweet potato pie. That joint good, yeah. <laughs> Check out for yourself, man. Cut. That was good. Nice. Ain't even cry, baby. Ain't even Burn the Palo Santos. Get the vibes right. We ain't just speaking. The convo's deeper Like who more important Your therapist or your preacher If you got cheated You staying or leaving Your heart say keep them Your head say leave them Being a boss not easy Trying to see it Getting paid for what you love Is real financial freedom I intertwined with a masculine mind She converted to soft life When Kevin Samuels died The truth always come out in due time I hope I get a sign from mine About two times From there I use my intuition Your gut is your spirit If I choose not to listen I can't play the victim For my brother Never had an ear to hear me. These the bricks for our sisters help us build it.